Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I am Ann Moles, and thanks for joining. I hope you've had a great start of your week. Uh, you've had a great week so far. Hopefully things have been well with you. Uh, your businesses have been doing well. Uh, if you're a student in school, that's been going well. Yeah, hopefully that's been going well. And, uh, you know, if you need something, uh, just a little bit more kick to what's going on in your world when it comes to um, education or that skill focus, uh, something that you're needing to learn within the maybe you're at Microsoft Excel, um, maybe your career isn't going so well and you just kind of want to brush up on your skills, maybe get a, a new resume together uh, to um, start off the new year uh, doing something different, contact us. Contact us at ASBNC Training and Consulting, and we can help you with that. Go out to the website at www.asbnc.com, and we will, um, you can contact us, so you can go out there and schedule a time, or whatever time is convenient for you. There's some open times out there, open slots, and uh, we'll give you a call back, and we'll call you back, and we'll chat about what it is that you're needing to do. Uh, sometimes we're not all needing to, um, you know, a whole course is just not necessary. You know, you're kind of familiar with what it is that you're uh, doing with a particular application, and uh, maybe you just need to know how to streamline some of your processes. We can help you with that too. So just go ahead and contact us, and we'll be glad to get get you going there at ASBNC. Well, we're, we have some uh, opportunity here, you know, the drill. Mm -hmm. We here at, uh, on the Obstruction of Justice broadcast, we get a chance to talk about um, politics and business and current events. And today we're going to highlight uh, we're going to highlight what's going on, what's going to be coming up next year. Okay. Now it may seem like a long time, but this time next year, someone is going to be, uh, the new, one of the new senators, a new Senator here, the U S Senator for the state of Missouri, they'll be voted in and they will be voted in. The, the elections would have come and gone because uh, the election is going to be held next November. So what does that mean? Well, that means that uh, the primaries, and we're going to talk about what those are, primary elections. What's the difference between a primary election and the main election? What is it that I'm needing to do to make sure that I get my vote in? Um, how do I vote? So we're going to go over some things like that. I think voting is so important. There are so many things going on 
with the different legislature, with the different governments, um, local government, federal government, state government. And as uh, an American citizen, we have the right to vote. And we're going to take a look at some things because some it's not that easy. It's not that easy to vote, even though it is simple when you kind of know the drill. There's some things that are a little confusing and we'll maybe shed some light on how to make that a little bit more clearer. Plus, we'll get a chance to highlight someone we've already had on the broadcast here on obstruction to justice. We'll get a chance to highlight a candidate or an up and coming the candidate that it will be also running for the U.S. Senate for the Missouri seat. The state of Missouri will be uh, inter- not kind of introducing, but we'll just kind of highlight what's going on with them, their website, and kind of give you some ideas too on how you can educate yourself in learning what the candidates uh, stand for, uh, who the candidates are, and thinking about how your vote will count. What do you want to say? What do you want your vote to say? Who do you want to vote for? Uh, and that just, just takes, it takes a little bit. It takes a little bit of uh, overview to see what it is that the different candidates are doing. So this is a great time. Uh, believe it or not, uh, holidays, yep, holidays will come and go. And here you'll get a running start. Plus, you'll get a chance to uh, maybe have some conversation. I know they say don't mix politics when it comes to holiday dinners. Okay, well, you'll have something to talk about. You'll kind of get uh, get a head start on what's going on in the state of Missouri. So that's what we're looking to do today. Yep, and you know the drill. Chime in. Chime in, put your comments in the chat, and we will definitely go ahead and highlight those for you and get get you on to where you can participate because it's about participating. It's about conversating. It's about coming together and talking about what's going on. This is a forum to do that. And uh, feel free, feel free to do that. Okay. Now, there is a letter, you know, there's Congressman Sam Graves. Congressman Sam Graves, he, um, he uh, sends out a newsletter and he may send it out once a week, but this newsletter is dated November the 4th. So I think already kind of eh, was sent out last week, but he sends them out once a week. And some of them, I mean, you know, this is an opportunity as as a politician, well, you know, some people don't like to be called politicians, but as as a as a representative of public of the public here in the United States of America, he is the congressman for the sixth district of Missouri, and uh, Congressman Sam Graves, he wrote this in, in his newsletter. Where does the buck stop? And I found it kind of, you know, kind of intriguing. It's pretty short. So I just want to kind of do some highlights here and kind of read some things. He says, dear friend, where does the buck stop? It ought to stop at the president's desk. At least that's the way it used to be. Missouri's own president, Harry S. Truman, famously displayed a sign on his desk that proclaimed, I'm from Missouri. 
on one side and the buck stops here on the other. The message was simple. No matter how tough the decisions made in the White House are by the president and the president bears the responsibility for the consequences of those actions. So he was just kind of explaining, you know, what the buck stop, what the what it means by the buck stops here. Okay, so he says, sadly, the current occupant of the White House doesn't believe that that applies to him. He blames OPEC for the high gas prices that his anti-American energy policies have created. He blames COVID for the supply chain crisis that his onerous government mandates have made considerably worse. He blames concerned American workers and parents for not getting the COVID-19 vaccine that he has insistently politicized. In short, he blames everyone for his own failures, everyone but himself. That's how he's feeling about it. This is what he's thinking. So uh, it's his Though the administration just isn't willing to listen to how devastating these mandates and regulations are for American workers and American families. Take his most recent mandate, for example. He wants to force American businesses to fire workers that don't comply with his vaccine mandate, even essential workers that risk their lives working through the darkest days of the COVID-19 pandemic to keep this country going. It's disgraceful. And it also ignores the reality on the ground with the supply chain crisis. We already, we're already having trouble getting folks to work at our ports and other critical supply chain industries. This mandate is only going to make the labor shortage worse. It's going to make it harder to clear the backlog at our ports, and it's going to place a real burden on our struggling food supply system, making it harder for schools to continue providing meals to children. These aren't high-class problems for rich folk. They're real-world problems for working families. I don't know if somebody just isn't telling the president that, but he ought to have figured it out by now. That's his job. Like millions of Americans, I'm sick and tired of all the buck passing going on in the White House. The president needs a reality check. He needs to stop pandering to left-wing extremists and start listening to everyday Americans instead of bureaucrats and political consultants. Enough is enough. No more mandates, no more tax hikes and fees, and no more passing the buck. Sincerely, Sam Graves. Okay, so I mean, that was a you know, that was a, a letter and it was very well written in the fact that, you know, he spoke his mind, he, he spoke his piece. And, you know, uh, a lot of what we hear different politicians say, you kind of wonder, well, is there any real clarity to that? I mean, is there, has anyone done any research to make sure that that's really what's going on? And I'm sure that there are sound bites out there. And of course, with that, um, with that mandate that came about, uh, you know, 
it, that was very challenging, I believe. And it is a challenge to many businesses and Americans who, you know, feel that, you know, you're kind of forcing us to do some things that just, it's just not, not what we want to do as Americans. So, you know, that's just something to think about. And, you know, we kind of provoke, we provoke, um, and I say provoke it in a positive way. We have to talk about the concerns of Americans. So that's why I read the letter. And, you know, being a, in small business, being a small business, and, you know, we do cater to small businesses. I think that's our niche niche group in that um, we do a lot of one-on-one training, small group training. We're very affordable. Uh, we're convenient when it comes to timelines, you know, you don't have to wait for a class to start in the spring or whatever. And as far as um, continuing education, we definitely fit in that mold. Uh, So that kind of, that's who our, that's who our constituent, (laughs) that's who our clients are, right? So with it happening, when you're looking at a hundred a uh, hundred the companies that have a hundred employees or or uh, more, then that's um, you know you're looking at quite a few, quite a few businesses that are being affected by the mandate. And then where does it stop? So you know if you're being forced to uh, to have folks or prove that folks are vaccinated or fire them. You know, when it comes to business, the the reason why a business can do good business is because they have good people. The reason the reason why you're in business is not uh, only do you you know sell, of course, and you have clients or service that you provide or you know something that you sell. You know that's what you do in business, but you know you're there too to be a community supporter in that. You support the community by hiring within the communities, uh, and you want to hire good people. You want to hire people that are gifted and talented, and you're giving them something to do. So small businesses do that, and with that, um, I think it's just kind of another shot in the arm. No pun intended. You know, it's just another another shot uh, that goes against the small business owner in this country uh, that we definitely need to do something when it comes to the pandemic. And I think things are the way that they are. Um, No one can really foresee uh, what to do and how it's done. I think there's a lot of kind of feeling around, well, what should we do? How can we do it? And, you know, to me, it seems like they're just trying to see how far they can go. What will the American people accept? How how far will the American people allow for uh, these mandates to go? You know, it, the the thing about government and politics, yeah, you know, it's it's really the republic. We're an American republic and in a democracy, a democratic republic, we vote. We vote in and vote for those that um, supposedly are in the same, uh, have the same thoughts or in the same school of thought that we are in. And they are are paid to do research and, and participate in the democratic process so that the interests of the people and the communities are represented, represented within the governments that govern 
uh, the different communities in our great nation. So um, with that, I think that it's not going to be an easy road. It hasn't been an easy road. There's a lot of things that that we are all dealing with here and uh, COVID and some of the other issues that uh, Mr. Congressman Sam Graves spoke of, uh, well noted, and at least it's said. And, you know, Harry, Harry um, S. Truman, President Harry S. Truman, that was a long time ago. I don't know. Uh, what, what it, Can Missouri send it, send another president from Missouri? Can, can Missouri send one over? Send one over because it seems like the buck stops here. That was uh, something that um, the American people, that slogan, as he campaigned and as he did his work, President Harry S. Truman, that's what he's known for. Well, can we get someone else in there that from Missouri that can do something good and and make some things happen? Well, we're going to answer that question <laughs> coming up. Yeah, because I have some suggestions I have some suggestions. I have one suggestion in particular, and we're going to think about how we can get that person, if not in the presidency, at least close. Blessings to you, Dr. Anthony Clark. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and to all of uh, all of those that do hang out with us on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and, you know, all of the MeWe's, Clout, huh? everybody, hmm? Gabby's, everybody. Big blessings to you. Participate and let me know what you think. Okay, well, we might as well go get started here. I'm going to go ahead and share there something to kind of drive us along. And let's do this. Uh, let's look at, we'll look at, we'll look at this slide here. Uh, this is a presentation here. The U.S., Senate Missouri election 2022. So just keep in mind that uh, it's coming up. Uh, it's coming up here in 2022. And even though it seems like a year away, there's a lot of things that go on within a year that, of course, as you can see, we can get distracted. And I think that that's something that we really need to focus on it as Americans. There's so much coming at us when it comes to the different newsreels and uh, what's in the news today and different issues that are brought forward in the news. The news may speak on it and talk about it, and they may talk about it for a week. They might may talk about it for a few days, but then it changes. So the distractions come. And, you know, one thing that kind of helps me is I kind of pick and choose my battles. What is it that I really want to talk about? What is it that I really want to stay focused on? Because it's that important to me. So you may want to come up with that strategy as well. Uh, not only think about it and research it and make sure you're, you're on top of the of the issue, that particular issue, when they talk about it on the newsreels, right? But make sure that you are kind of keeping up on it because what happens is you get, uh, you vote in people, we vote in people 
in uh, in our governments. And then from there, when they ask us, because I know, you know, Sam Graves and many, they'll send out questionnaires and they'll ask, well, what's important to you? Right. So then you'll be able to state and document or send over or email or fill hand. You know, they even send out things that you can mail in. And you can mail in the answer and then they'll have it. Well, another thing that kind of keeps keeps me fresh about what's going on is that not only uh, not only should I stay up, up on top of what's going on, those those issues that are important to me. Right. And, and important to my children. I think that's a good one because kids can't really speak for themselves. And as adults, we should probably uh, think and kind of make the world a better place for our children. I think that's a great idea. So, you know, you'll do that. But then uh, when the candidates get up for debate, they come for debate, you know, because they do talk about these things, uh, different hot topics, you may call it, then you'll be able to, you'll be able to intelligently or intellectually follow along and agree or disagree. So if they say something just out the side of their neck and you know it's not right because you've done your research, then that's where your letter goes in and says, hey, dude, hey, chicky, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, you want to let them know, look, this wasn't quite right. Or can you explain this? And then you can follow along. It's important. It's important because what happens when you play an active role, as we play active roles in the political process, which is more than just voting, but following the different bills that are being presented to the uh, the Congress, you know, the Senate, House, then you stay abreast, stay up, up on what's happening. And then you, that's where you build a voice. You have a voice. So you become important. You know, you, you become the squeaky wheel and your uh, community becomes a squeaky wheel, right? So it's like your circle of influence, uh, wherever that may be, wherever you hang out. Uh, one of my favorite places to hang out is that uh, community, uh, great community organization called the church. <laughs> so, so I'll hang out there and I'll hang out with other people who are in the church and then we'll get a chance to chat and talk about uh, what's going on. And then we'll have a voice too, because I'll get a chance to learn what they're thinking and they'll get a chance to learn what I'm thinking. And then we get a chance to vote, uh, share with people who've decided they're going to take some of their lives. <laughs> they're going to take some of their life and say, okay, I'm going to go to, uh, the United States, uh, Washington, D.C., and I'm going to speak up on behalf of the American people, right? So then we get a chance to share in that process. And when it comes to being, like I said, speaking up for people that can't speak up for themselves, then, you know, at least you've educated yourself to where you can be that voice and you won't have to guess 
you know, it's kind of frustrating. I've been in, I'm a, I'm one to admit I've gone into a voting booth and I've read some of what they're talking about. And I just kind of had to guess. I'm like, duh, what are you talking about? And reading through it. But if you've already kind of listened and participated and talked about it with other people and uh, of course voted before, then, you know, it's just better. So what, um, what will be happening, voters in Missouri will elect one member for the U.S. Senate in the general election on November 8th, 2022. Now, before you can get to the general election, what happens is that you have a primary election. So the primary uh, election is scheduled for August the 2nd, 2022. And of course, the filing date is March 29th, 2022. So uh, if we're looking at the filing date. That's like, okay, do you want to be the person to run for this office who's going to take some of your life and you're going to research and you're going to, um, you know, study, you know, which is a little different, you know, you're going to just get in there and listen to what the American people have to say. And you're going to be the voice for the American people. Uh, that's what this, that's really kind of what this should be about. Uh, the election will, uh, fill the class three Senate seat held by Roy Blunt. You know, he's a Republican who uh, first took office in 2011. Blunt announced on March 8th, 2021, that he will not seek election to a third term in 2022. Okay, so now Blunt is... um, his hometown, it says here, is in Springfield. Now, Josh Hawley is another Republican senator, senator here in the state of Missouri. I got this information from uh, senate.gov slash state slash mo slash intro dot htm. So senate.gov, okay, is where I, I got some of this information. And yeah, you can do your research out there too and find this uh, information and find it helpful to you. Now, they're from Springfield. They're both Republicans. So we can say right now at this moment in time and um, for next year, the state of Missouri is being um, represented in the U.S. Senate by a republic by two Republicans. Okay, Josh Hawley, which we've heard a lot about when it comes to, you know, back when they were voting, and his seat was um, they were voting to put someone in office for for his because they stagger, you know, the timeline stagger. So you'll be voting for one Senate seat one year, and an off year you'll vote for another Senate seat. That's kind of how it works. Okay, so they're both from Springfield. They're both Missourians, uh, Republicans. Okay, so that's kind of um, interesting. That's kind of interesting because we know uh, Springfield is the southern part, the southern part of Missouri. They may be the ones that say Missouri instead of Missouri. Uh, and you know, just a place in Missouri, let's just say, and that's who it 
that's who's hanging out um, in the Senate, U.S. Senate, state of Missouri. So this is kind of what you're wanting to do. The seat, Roy Blunt's seat, is going to be the seat that's going to be up for election. Those people are going to, who are saying that they're going to be candidates. They want to be a candidate. They want to be considered as a candidate to run uh, for this particular seat, Roy Blunt's seat. Okay. Now, of course, we talked about the general election. Uh, the primary is going to occur on August the 22nd, excuse me, August the 2nd, 2022. That's going to be a fun year, isn't it? Mm. Do, 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 eight, do, yeah. So 2022. Now, the general election, now this is the primary. So this is these are the people that all of uh, the people that are either, um, uh, they're going to be running under the Republican Party, or these are people that are going to be running under the Democratic Party. Well, there is an independent. Hmm? Nicholas Strauss is running in the, in, uh, he'll be in the general election, but it doesn't look like there is, as an independent, you don't have to affiliate yourself with a party. You don't have to say I'm Republican or I'm Democrat. I'm just an independent. The primary elections uh, for are for those that have identified themselves as either Democratic or Republican. Okay. So you're going to vote for either that Democrat that you want to run uh, in that in the election, in the general election in November, or you're going to be voting for that Republican who you'd like to run or be a candidate in that general election in November uh, 2022. Okay. Now, let's look at the um, the Democratic primary election and the following the following candidates are running in the democratic primary for the US Senate Missouri on August 2nd 2022 now i got this information from ballotpedia.org and it's a very reputable site oh, there's a, there's other sites out there i'm sure you can go check out uh, but this one is a pretty reputable site. And this is the Democratic uh, Democratic primary. So these are all of the people who are Democrats. Okay. They're in the Democratic Party. And they're saying that they want to be US, uh, the U.S. Senator. Okay. So who do we have? Ronald Beats. We have Jewel Kelly Jr. We have... Lucas uh, Kuntz, we have Gina Ross, we have Timothy Shepard, we have Scott Sifton, and we have Spencer Toter. Okay, now that's who, those are the Democrats. Okay, now let's look at the Republicans. So these are the candidates who are running in the Republican primary for U.S. Senate Missouri on August 2nd, 2022. You have John Brinkman. You have Eric Greitens. You have Vicki Hartzler. Billy Long. Mark 
McCloskey, Deshaun Porter, Eric Schmidt, and Dave Sims. Okay, so those are the Republicans. Those are people that are affiliated with the Republican Party. All right. Now, I thought it would be kind of interesting to kind of pull this together a little bit. Now, Josh Hawley, who is one of the U.S. senators now, because the state of Missouri has two senators representing it, uh, ran in the 2018 election. Now, he was the Republican that won the primary out of all the people that were Republicans that said, hey, I want to be I want to be the U.S. senator pick me. Okay. So he won the Republican primary. And then Claire McCaskill was won the Democratic primary. So she was part of that pool of Democrats that said they wanted to go to the, uh, to the United States, U.S. Uh, Senate. Okay. So and as we know, Josh Hawley was the one that won the overall general election. Okay. He won the overall general election. Now, who else did we have here? It looks like Craig O'Deer. He was an independent. Now, remember, we looked at one of the independents uh, earlier on. So there's an independent there that's represented. And uh, Jafeth Campbell. Uh, it looks like it's an L. Uh, I, that stands for libertarian, I believe. And then Joe Crane. Uh, and they ran as well. And it's represented by a G. So a libertarian gubernatorial. Uh, I'm not sure what the G stands for. I'm going to work on that one. We'll come back. We We have a year. <laughs> We have until August, right? But Josh Hawley was the Republican that won that general election that was voted on, the election that was held November 6, 2018. So that's how it's going to go. Whoever wins the Democratic primary is going to be on the same, uh, be on the ballot, and uh, as well as whoever wins the Republican primary they'll be on the ballot to where you'll be able to vote, 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 vote. Okay. Now going to the democratic primary for the U S Senate, Missouri, we have had one of the candidates on our broadcast before, and she made her announcement on our broadcast that she was going to run for the U S Senate. And that's Dr. Gina Ross, Dr. Gina Ross. And you can see her here uh, on this screen. All right. So Gina Ross, Dr. Gina Ross is running for the U.S. Senate for Missouri. And we're very excited about that. Now, Dr. Gina Ross is a Democrat. She's running on the Democratic at, within the Democratic Party. Uh, now, some some people are Republicans. Okay. Now, what I would ask, and I've asked this question, and I, I have answered my question tonight. I've answered it, and I've thought about it. I've answered it tonight. And here's the question. 
what's the difference between the primary and why can't I vote? Uh, Why do I have to declare? Why do I have to declare um, whether I'm a Republican or Democrat? Okay. That that's the question. When I walk up to the table, because when during the primary, you're going to uh, go in, and this is in the state of Missouri, and this is in the Jackson County area, but I don't see it too too uh, different, too much differently in, in within this greater uh, Kansas City area because we do live in Missouri, okay, which is a state that has a uh, uh, you can. Let me just explain. Okay. I'm going to share another screen and this is going to be way better than me trying to explain it in that way. Okay. So we're going to stop sharing that one. We're going to go and share this one. This, we are a, the state of Missouri. We are, as far as the primary election types. Okay. They're different in in different states. Not all states vote the same way, okay? Because sometimes you have to declare whether you're a Republican or a Democrat during your voter registration. And that's all you can vote for. You can't change your mind in a sense, right? So if you are Republican, then, but then there's a Democrat that's come along and you just know that Democrat is going to get the job done and your Republican candidate is just not, just not making the mark is they're just not measuring up. Then you could vote for and vote for and, and join the primary to vote for that particular candidate who happens to be a Democrat. Okay. State election primaries. Now, the laws governing state primaries are complex and uh, nuanced to say the least. And the state primary laws have been a, a cause of confusion among voters and election administrators alike. The manner in which party primary elections are conducted varies widely from state to state. Okay, so you have the primaries can be categorized as either closed, partially closed, partially open, open to unaffiliated voters, open or top two. Okay, now for the sake of time and what we're going to look at, because I want to go back to Dr. Gina Ross's website. We're going to look at that. Closed primaries. It means that in general, a voter seeking to vote in a closed primary must first be registered, be a registered party member. Typically, the voter affiliates with a party on his or her voter registration application. This system detours crossover voting by members of other parties, okay? Independent or unaffiliated voters by definition are excluded from participating in the party nomination contests. 
this system generally contributes to a strong party organization. Okay. All right. Now this is, this website is really good. You can go out there. It's called the National Conference of State Legislatures, the NCSL. Okay. And that's at www.ncsl.org. Okay. This is where I'm getting this information from. So that's what a closed primary is. You've registered, you registered as that uh, party member, either Democrat or, or Republican. Okay. Now we're interested in open because the state of Missouri participates in open primaries. Okay. So in general, but not always states that do not ask voters to choose parties on the voter registration form are open primary states. In an open primary, voters can choose privately in which primary to vote. In other words, voters may choose which party ballot to vote, but this decision decision is private and does not register the voter with that party. This permits a voter to cast a vote across party lines for the primary election. Critics argue that the open primary dilutes the party's ability to nominate. Supporters say this system gives voters maximal flexibility, allowing them to cross party lines and maintains their privacy. Okay, so when I walk up to the table, I know I've looked at all the candidates. And it, this year, for this, it just so happens that this particular candidate, and let's say Dr. Gina Ross, huh, is she is on point. She's she's speaking up for the the uh, issues that concern that I'm interested in that benefit me, my family, and my community, and and Missourians. Yeah, making it making it better, you know, and uh, she's my candidate, but I usually vote Republican. Let's say that, right? Well, this time in the primary, when the primary opens August the 2nd, I'll say, okay, well, when they ask me, do you want a Republican ballot or a Democratic ballot? Okay, I'll say I want a Democratic ballot. This is just me. This is hypothetically speaking, right? And because I know that Dr. Gina Ross is on that Democratic ballot, and I'll go ahead and I'll, of the those candidates that said that they want to be the U.S. Senator in, in that Democratic Party, I'll just go ahead and vote for Dr. Gina Ross and whatever else is on the ballot, right? that I agree with and want, you know, to participate in. So I'll vote. And that's in the primary. All right, cool. That's done. And then in, we'll see whether or not we have enough votes to get that candidate, to get Dr. Gina Ross in, hmm? that where she wins the election. Yeah, or she wins that primary election. And then she goes up against whoever the Republican. 
winner for the primary was. All right. And then from there, they, they, you know, the voting starts, that's the general election. And that will be held in November. And then from there, whoever that winner is gets to go on to represent the state of Missouri in the U.S. Senate. Hmm? All right. So keep that in mind. So just because you are a Republican for all of the Republican people, you know, that say, hey, well, it's just not happening. I don't see the re- they're not saying they're not doing what what it is and what it's in the best interest of uh, Missourians or the country for that matter. And you may be a Republican, but you can pick up for uh, a ballot in the primary, a Democratic ballot and vote Democratic in the primary. That's what this open primary means. In other states that are open primary states, you have Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Hawaii, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, um, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Texas, Vermont, Virginia, and Wisconsin. All right. That's just good to know, guys. So there's no confusion about whether or not you can vote for a candidate that is on a different party ticket if you're in the state of Missouri or one of those other states that I just mentioned. I think that is super cool. Okay, so I'm going to stop sharing on that one. And we're going to go back over to, we're going to go back over, we're going to go to Dr. Gina Ross's page. All right. We're going to highlight Dr. Gina Ross. We've had her on, Ross, we've had her on the um, the broadcast before, and she's just a delight. <laughs> Come a long way. Yes, she went through the COVID sickness and everything and was campaigning even though you know she was sick of course that's being uh doing the virtual campaigning and a lot of these campaign um, debates and discussions are going to be held virtually even now because we're still doing that uh, the COVID restrictions and you know making sure that people are safe COVID safety let's say Okay, so you can go out to www.rossforussenate.com. And on her website, she has uh, information here about her campaign and information about what she stands for. She says, if you lost your focus, refocus by redefining your purpose. I like that. All right, and she goes on to say that, My opinion is that America needs to refocus. There are too many unnecessary distractions that are taking away from we, the people, being represented 100%. Let's do better because we know better. Click on my platform tab to know more about my stance on issues. So you would go up and you'll click on the My Platform tab. Hmm, Meet Gina Ross is there. More is there. Okay, let's look at the, there is a little 
snippet here. Let's see if I have this. I'm going to stop sharing because I want to go back and make sure I capture that audio on that. So we can do that. I'll share, make sure I capture that audio on that. And I'm going to see if we can listen to this. Uh, there's a snippet here. And we'll go ahead and click on that. Well, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may be that you're watching this video. I'm Dr. Gina Ross, and I'm a candidate for the United States Senate for the state of Missouri. I was the primary nominee for Missouri's 6th Congressional District in 2020. Missouri needs representation for all people. Democracy, when I say democracy, I mean racial equity inclusion for all people unbiased, you know, it's time out for all this bickering and fighting and this hatred and finger pointing. It's just pathetic, it's sickening to me. We need to work together. Um, we need some bipartisanship so we can collaborate and make America be what it's supposed to be. What is it? Uh, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic from which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Something's missing. A lot of that is missing. Can we put those pieces together and put people first? It's not impossible, but there needs to be um, a refocus, a, a mindset. I have a quote. If you lost your focus, refocus by redefining your purpose. America needs to redefine their purpose. Okay. Redefining the purpose. Okay. So there is, there is also news links here. Uh, news links from the news. Uh, Dr. Gina Ross news story. So you can go click on some of those and see, uh, what she said about certain issues in the past and which what she stands for uh northwest democrat days meet the candidates so she's out there and that was uh recent from uh let's see october 9th and there's some other uh there's some other timelines here november 3rd jefferson county candidate event forum and so there's some other links here that you can click on. And this is kind of how candidates are introducing themselves and making sure that the convenience is available for all of the, the constituents, the people that would be interested in supporting the candidate, uh, Dr. Gina Ross and others. I think she has a really, she has developed a grassroots candidacy even from uh, her past efforts in running for public office. And it, it's working, I believe. You know, young people, not just young people, but tech savvy and not so tech savvy. You know, you can go out here on your computer and uh, click and, and see some links here and see some information about where she is and what she's doing, the different town hall meetings. There's also... Uh, chat. So you can click in there and uh, send out a message and 
see uh, those representatives, the campaign organizers that are working with uh, Dr. Ross. We'll get back with you, answer some questions, and maybe where you've had some questions that you had based on the campaign that she's running. So this is just the way to do it. Uh, Meet Dr. Gina is out there. So there's some other information. It talks about, she has a link out there that um, will also give her background information and register to vote. You can join the campaign. That's something. Um, So there's an active place, Ross for USSenate.com, where you can actually go and actively participate in the campaign and get to know this candidate. There's a big donate button there. And of course, that's always helpful. So the finances are, I think what it's been in the past, they, they the different big candidates, they talk about how much money they've raised and how much money to do what. Uh, you know, I think that that's kind of a big question. How much money to run a campaign? You are usually in running campaigns in the past, you've had to have uh, television, uh, radio, finances to be on those particular spots. But now you have, um, what do you have? You can just run a campaign. You have the different social media, uh, different social media platforms that you can use. And she shared in how she ran a campaign and did pretty well as far as the vote. But here is another person that has a voice and is saying that they are wanting to use their voice to speak for the American people to help Americans through the the different challenges, to help us through the different challenges. Be that voice. Take the time and do it. So uh, we're hoping to get her on soon, and we'll be talking more about her campaign and uh, about where she is and what she stands for. Just like we're reading Congressman Sam Graves, his newsletter. You know, it's... uh, you know, he's a Republican, but he's got some points and he's brave enough to open his mouth and say something. Yeah. And not be quieted because of whatever, you know, we, we people fall for all kinds of reasons to not speak up and not uh, support, you know, they can be bought and it can be a lot of things, but you know, this uh, gentleman is, um, is saying something that needs to be said. And I think that that's one thing about Dr. Gina, you know, when we're talking about donate, donate because it does take time. It does take time out, but these, these huge millions. And I mean, what, what, what would we need that for? I think that the American people, the grassroots of the everyday American people, uh, word of mouth and participating and really listening to what the candidates have to say and then uh, look at the track record. That's another one. Look at the track record of past candidates. 
uh, or they're still still a candidate. What or they're in office now? What have they done? What have they done since they've been in office? Uh, is there is there any proof that they've made things better? <laughs> you know, they've been in office for years, and uh, you're your area, your district is still struggling or it's not being represented in a way to where it's receiving the funding or the, the attention that it needs on that level that, that it needs, you know, that's a good question. So this is going to be, this is definitely going to be a year where you can up until August the 2nd, you can get out there and you can investigate, you can research, you can participate and listen in, listen in on what, what Dr. Ross is, uh, where she's going, where's she going? Listen in on the different uh, topics and listen in on where she is and what she stands for and uh, participate. And most of all, during that primary time, I would say since we are a state that uh, where we are an, an open primary state, we have open primaries, we can vote. Uh, we can vote. We don't have to vote in our party. We can vote across party, uh, cross party lines. We can do that because our state says we can. Then since we can and take advantage of it, take advantage of it. Don't, don't be stuck thinking that you just have to vote with the, the party that you uh, registered to vote. I mean, that's a private decision in the state of Missouri. You can vote however you want to vote for whichever party and keep that in mind. And all right, we're going to be educating, educating ourselves yeah, we're going to be educating ourselves here on Instruction to Justice. We're going to be looking into more research and researching voting and other opportunities to participate in the great political system of the United States of America. We're going to do that. Well, it has been fun. It has been fun. Hopefully you've gotten something out of that. And uh, I will say, let's go ahead and I want to share one more thing on this here. Uh, so yeah, the open primary states here. I want to say, uh, just to remind us to support black businesses, uh, not just by mouth, you know, not just telling, uh, our cousin, you know, down the street that there's something, uh, great business, a uh, great restaurant, but to actually go and spend dollars there and go and support in that way. Support black businesses, support women-owned businesses, support small businesses. Um, because we as small businesses, we're the, we're the backbone of the communities. Uh, small businesses employ people within their communities. Small businesses, um, may pay more taxes, believe it or not. You know, we're doing our best to not have to pay as much, you know, of course, pay our fair share. But, um, yeah, that's another thing. We are grassroots. We're people that are Americans. 
that believe, have the audacity to believe that there is a better way in, in providing entrepreneurial thoughts and entrepreneurial gifts to a society to make it better. So support black businesses, do that. And if you're in need of any type of training, contact ASBNC Training and Consulting, www.asbnc.com. Now we do uh, instructional design content. We do consulting services for learning management systems. Whatever your training needs are, feel free to contact us and we'll we'll get with you and, and come up with a solution that works. It will work for you. Okay. Take you to that next level. Thanks again. Thanks again. And I always say, if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time. Justice Now. Justice Now. Justice Now.